For some of the most unique and cultural river cruise experiences in the world, listen for details of cruising down the Mekong and Irrawaddy rivers of Cambodia, Vietnam, and Myanmar. questions that you might have. Um, I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts, and I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Fuller. How you doing, Jerry? Fantastic. Okay. Having a great day. Awesome. And I'm really excited because today we have Andy Magistrato for the Emma Waterways talking about um, their um, river cruises in Cambodia and Myanmar and Vietnam. Welcome, Andy. We're thrilled to have you. Well, thank you very much. It's good to be with with you and Chris, uh, Jerry, and I'm really excited to tell everybody about AMA Waterways in Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. You know, yeah, thanks. Well, I want to start out, first of all, to tell our listeners that um, I have been on your Mekong River cruise and that program, and it is one of the finest and probably definitely in the top two finest cruises and tour programs I've ever been on. And I have been on down the rivers, of, well, literally all over the world, from the Amazon and all over Europe, even the um, Columbia River out of Oregon, Washington area here. And, I mean, many, including the um, Nile River, uh, and some in India and uh, Russia. And I, I want to thank you very much for doing a great job. I had a magnificent time. Well, that's great. Well, we are the five-star river cruise line in uh, Southeast Asia, and we're really excited to uh, to tell all your listeners about uh, AMA and uh, what we um, have to offer in Southeast Asia. Yeah. So yeah. Um, ask away, or just I'll be happy to just start well, off let's, whatever you well, think Well, let's start, best. first of all, um, let's start with Myanmar first. Okay. Uh, or Burma, because um, I've been down that river three or four times over the last 40 years. Well, a couple of years we couldn't go. But before we had the problem, and then I've been after the problem has been solved, and it's a magnificent, magnificent river. So tell our listeners what to expect. Well, absolutely. Um, in, in Myanmar, Burma is a lot of people. In fact, the CIA still has it listed as, as Burma, but I still call it Myanmar. Um, I know. It is an amazing, amazing country to visit. It's just coming out of its, its dictatorship that they had since the, the late 40s up to 2011, and uh, we have a brand new ship on the Irrawaddy. But, you know, more importantly, the, the people there are absolutely incredible, and they're so very welcoming. Nice. Um, our, our ship there is absolutely beautiful. It's very small, only 28 cabins, so we have 56 guests on board. Mm. Um, but the best part about it is we have two cruise managers who take care of everything on board. And what happens is we, we divide the group up um, half Half go with one cruise manager, half go with the other. Um, they speak perfect English. And as a matter of fact, AMA only really caters to uh, um, uh, American and Canadian uh, guests. 
and other English-speaking countries, but basically 95% are all American and Canadian guests. And uh, because of that, everything is in English on board our ships. Um, again, beautiful small ship. Um, the, um, the ship itself is brand new, and it is really, really a gorgeous small ship. It's called the Anadara. Uh, and um, um, again, only 56 guests on board. And what we do, just to give you an idea, uh, we start off in Rangoon, or now it's called Yangon. And so we start off there. And uh, we stay at the beautiful Shangri-La Hotel, which is located in the downtown region of Yangon. And you're right in the middle of everything. The hotel is beautiful. The food there is amazing. And then from there, uh, we transfer everybody to um, the ship, uh, which is located in a town called Pai. And it's not spelled like, you know, apple pie. It's P-Y-A-Y, but it's pronounced pie. And it's it's... Um, a seven-hour bus trip, and people wow. will think, oh, my gosh, is that, that's a long way. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. we make so many stops. We even stop at the, uh, and, and it's very solemn and very beautiful, at the, um, the British Cemetery from World War II. So mm-hmm. we stop there. Um, we get an interpretation of what happened during World War II um, uh, and the struggles that the British and Australians and New Zealanders uh, uh, had to endure uh, during that time frame. And, of course, what the, what the Japanese did as well. Then from there, um, we, we make other stops for lunch. Oh, and, by the way, the Shangri-La Hotel caters for lunch. Oh, nice. But the, the interesting thing is all the beautiful villages that we go through and all the people that you get to meet and, and just the camaraderie that you feel and how comfortable you feel in this particular area. Then you get to Pai, you board the ship, and then we go northbound on the Irrawaddy. And the stops are fantastic. The stops are educational. The stops are, are just a cultural experience. Um, and, and every temple we go to, and many, many Buddhist temples that we visit are, are, are truly uh, inspirational. Um, you take off your shoes and socks, and you have to walk through this holy area for the Buddhist. And then you, you take off, as they said, your shoes and socks, and we have a guard who then watches over the shoes, but when you get back um, to your shoes, they give you a towelette to clean off your feet. So it's, it's oh, very nice. well thought out. And that was very impressive, I thought. And then while you're at these beautiful Buddhist temples, you get the complete education and history of everything that this particular Buddhist temple um, um, has to offer, the history behind it. And it's just absolutely uh, very historical. Um, one of the most interesting uh, temples that we went to was right in Yangon. It's called the Shwedagon Pagoda. And, oh, and by the way, I was there a year ago, and it was a fantastic cruise, by the way. Um, Shwedagon Pagoda, and it's the second most holy site in Buddhism. And I don't know what the first one is, so please don't ask. Um, but it's probably in Thailand. Um, but the Shwedagon Pagoda is golden, and it's huge. The, the land area, I mean, it's very impressive, at least a couple acres, if not more. And at the top of this Buddhist temple, um, our guide said there was diamonds and gold and, and um, uh, rubies and emeralds. And I said, you know, I'd really like to go up there and check it out myself. But, of course, they didn't allow that. Um, so I just have to believe them. But it's so fascinating. And, you, you know, with the guides that we have on our ships, you really get a, a bonding experience with these gentlemen um, and, and the rest of the crew. And they're all learning English. And uh, they, they all speak very, very good English. Um, 
And so, uh, in fact, we were in the in the lounge area before one of the evening lectures. Oh, and that's one of the really wonderful things we do. We have evening lectures about the history of the area, the economy, um, who their their allies and friends are around the world, and uh, just a, it's an ongoing educational experience. So, and, and if people have been all over the world like you have, Jerry, then this is a really fantastic place to go to. It really, you know, puts the 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 um, uh, icing on the cake, so to speak. Um, anyway, um, so we we caught one of the guys just reading his English book and wanting to know how to pronounce a few words, mm-hmm. and you just really get to bond with these kids, and they are just kids, and that's really one of the fun experiences of, of Myanmar, uh, besides meeting all the people. And, and as you go through the villages, too, the, the little kids come out and they wave and they go, Menglaba, Menglaba, which means, hello, how are you? Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you just feel so close to all these you know, wonderful, wonderful people. Um, and can I tell you about the food on board the ship? Yeah, yes. I love food. We love food. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I will tell you, the one going down the um, Macon, I gained 11 pounds. Oh, wow. No right. way. <laughs> 11 pounds. That's a lot. Wow. And you don't That's just, <laughs> as you say, you're, you're running around, you keep yeah. busy. And uh, wow. I could not believe I gained 11 pounds. Well, I don't eat three meals a day normally. And the food is so good. Oh, that, uh, absolutely. You find yourself pigging yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's real easy to do that. For yeah, sure. Even though you get a lot of exercise. Right. Um, right. On board the, uh, the ship, um, the food is, of course, truly amazing, just like you said. But for breakfast, um, you can order off the menu. I mean, you could literally get Eggs Benedict every day if you wanted. Mm. You can go through the buffet or you can go through the omelet station. And the buffet has the most interesting fruits I have ever seen and tasted. (laughs) Um, You know, because, you you know, when you go to the grocery store here in Portland, where I am, or in Seattle, where I used to live, uh, you know, you see the bananas and apples and all that stuff. In Southeast Asia, it is so totally different. Tasty, fresh, organic, absolutely amazing, amazing uh, fruits. Um, And then again, you can get your omelet every day. You can get these delicious local soups for lunch and also for breakfast. And then for dinner, and, and uh, you know, you have a menu, too, and you can order off the menu. You can get anything that you want, as I said, like Eggs Benedict or a waffle. But it's just so much um, more fun just to, to look at the local um, ingredients and just see what they have to offer for breakfast and lunch. Oh, and at lunch, one of my favorite things is um, they bring out three different ice creams, and the ice creams are all local, absolutely delicious. Oh, nice. And... They have all the toppings for them, too. So you really feel at home, even though you're, you know, thousands of miles away. But absolutely fantastic food. And and the the best part is you're always going to get a little bit of a a local flavor to all the um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's always going to be vegetarian. There's always going to be a a local uh, uh, entree that you can select from. And then, of course, you can always get something very, very uh, re- American, too, or very continental. So it's always very good. And also for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, for breakfast you can have unlimited champagne, which I've yet to, to have on, on any one of our ships. And you can have um, delicious local French. We have French wines uh, for, for lunch and dinner. And, local beer, and the local beers are very, very tasty, very flavorful. And again, those are for a lunch as well as dinner. And that is unlimited, too. So that just gives you kind of an idea. 
But also, one of the, the interesting things I found out about uh, our crews and also Myanmar, it's just a small thing. They have amazing peanuts. Peanuts, I mean, really? Peanuts, a, really? Amazing. Oh, really? I've never had better peanuts there than anywhere else in the world. Oh, really? really? Georgia wow. has well, nothing on them, do they? Yeah, yeah. So nothing. I was just They're absolutely wonderful. blown away how delicious they were. Yeah. Oh, and one other thing, too. i got to tell you this. This is really interesting. Yeah. We go to a... Of course, I haven't told you about the itinerary yet, but we go to this one town called Begon. And in Begon, there are over 2,500 temples and stupas. And I found out what a temple versus a stupa is. A stupa is a solid object, a solid temple that you can't walk in, versus a temple where you can walk in and see the various Buddhas. But anyway, so we go to Begon, um, and we go to this place called the High Tower about an hour and a half before sunset. And the high tower is just that. It's a big building. Um, it's kind of like a, um, a space needle, but it's not 600 feet high. It's maybe 300, 400 feet high, overlooking the temple areas. And again, overlooking 2,500 temples. And um, th- there is a, a table for Ama guests, and it is just filled with um, peanuts and potato chips, but even more importantly, these beautiful hors d'oeuvres that are just there for everybody to take part in, and uh, uh, unlimited wine, beer, soda pop, and, and iced tea. And then it's just absolutely magical because at night, uh, well, as the sun is setting, the entire 2,500 temples, and of course you can't see all of them from up there, but the, the ones that you see, um, just turn reds and gold wow. as the oh, sun sets. It's just absolutely magical. So it's one of the most interesting sights that I've ever seen. That's awesome. Another another area that we go to is called um, uh, the Ubine Bridge area, and that's located in the town called Seguin, uh, up the Irrawaddy River, just north of Begon. And this area is has the longest teakwood bridge in the world. It's about a mile and a half long, and you and you don't have to walk it. But you know, I walked about halfway across it, and then I went down into this little island, and then everybody boards um, these gondolas, just like you would in Venice. So you board these gondolas, and then from there, uh, again, it's a sunset experience as well. You go to the middle of the of the lake, and we have a little barge, and they're pouring champagne for all the Ama guests <laughs> as the sun sets. And again, it's golden, and it's just amazing. Um, so two of the most interesting experiences. Plus, at night, we bring on local entertainment, and some of the local entertainment will range from dancers to puppets. And I thought, a puppet show, I said, well, that's kind of for kids. But no, the puppet show was absolutely stunning, amazing. What an experience. I mean, the way that the the puppet handlers manipulated these puppets, which were very colorful, was truly incredible. And then they they were telling a story with these puppets. It wasn't just puppets just jumping up and down. It was a really uh, important story of local folklore. So, um, and it's actually one of the most interesting um, um, cultural experiences you can have in Myanmar because um, the puppet show has always been a way to express, you know, their feelings about the, the life and the government and, and how everything, you know, works over there. Um, so that's just one of the entertainment aspects of it. Another time we saw an elephant show. Now, everyone knows what an elephant looks like. Well, this wasn't a, a real elephant. This was... On, on the banks of, of the Irrawaddy, um, 
about five guys that were manipulating an elephant. Um, 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 oh, how do I like a puppet say type it? thing? Yeah, well, it, it was a big elephant um, puppet. And so there was five guys under this, I don't want to say puppet, but, you know, like a, right. like a mascot. Yeah, they're inside like a giant mascot of, you know, like you guys are in Utah or something, and, mm-hmm. and the Utahs, the, the Utes, the BYUs, the Cougar. So it would be like a giant Cougar, and it, but it's an elephant. And so they were inside, and they were getting on stilts with this elephant. They were mm-hmm. getting on these platforms wow. and doing all these tricks. Oh, my word. Wow. I, it was just, I, I'd never seen anything like it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So the entire experience was absolutely amazing. And then we ended up in Mandalay. Mm-hmm. Toured the t- toured the town, um, and uh, I, I'm just I know I'm not doing it justice, but the entire experience was just incredible. Then we also have an option for Inlay Lake, and mm-hmm. Inlay Lake is an also a, a really interesting place. Now I didn't go there, but I talked to several of uh, the right. people who who were on there, and they said that um, uh, they toured a winery. Um, they saw the the fishermen, and they have these special fishing uh, nets. Um, that the, uh, worldwide, everybody seems to know about them. And then they also tour these cultural areas where the women have rings around their neck, these golden right. rings. And um, absolutely just an amazing place. They, they, the ladies that I talked to, who we're still in touch with, because, you know, once you're on and on a ship, a small ship, you really get to meet and bond with all the other guests on board. Oh, and sure. that's really yeah. one of the yeah. highlights of, of river cruising, period. I, I'm surprised. No, I shouldn't say I'm surprised. Um, like uh, we'll talk about it in a bit. Like Halong Bay in Vietnam is part of the tour because Inlay Lake is unbelievable. It's so well. I don't want to say different than the rest of Myanmar, but it's it is a different experience. And just for a day or two, I um, I think everyone, if it's not included, must take that extension because it is well worth the visit. Well, absolutely, Jerry, because everyone says the same thing once you've been. And it's so different from the rest of of Myanmar. You're absolutely right. And uh, and I think um, uh, you might want to talk to your boss and say, make that mandatory. (laughs) uh, Because it really is well worth the trip. I really love it there. Yeah, and then that's exactly what I've heard from uh, everybody. So you're absolutely right. Now, can I ask you, when uh, do you operate... uh, Irwadi. Is it year-round? Yes. Uh, no, it is not year-round, even though that would make a lot of sense. But um, the, the well, first of all, a lot of people say, what's the best time to go? So maybe I should just start with that first and then okay. tell you all about, uh, um, all about the, the, the dates then. Um, we actually um, go to uh, Myanmar um, pretty much from... Uh, let's say um, the end of September all the way through. Um, I'm trying to get the actual dates here. Hold on one second. I'm just not finding it. Because you don't anyway, want to go we, in the rainy season. No, well, no, exactly. And that's just what yeah. I was going to say is that the rainy season pretty much starts around June and goes through the end of right. August, maybe right. the middle of September. And that's the monsoon season. In fact, this year it, it was extremely heavy um, when it came to the rainfall. Um, but. Uh, so we, we pretty much go from the end of September through uh, December, and then we go January through the end of April. And so that's the basic season for Myanmar. And, uh, and that's the, really the best time to go, because when you're in Southeast Asia, 
uh, you have a hot season and a hot, hot season, and then you have a rainy season. And so we try to stay away from the rainy season uh, at all costs. Do you recommend a minimum age that should go? Well, you know, it's really interesting you should say that because when I was on, we had a 17-year-old kid with his mother, and he was interested in... Thank you for listening to our show from all around the world. We really appreciate that. And we'd like to uh, give a shout-out. Thank you to Stephen Pratt for helping compose the music, the wonderful intro and the ending of the show. And I'd also like to uh, say thank you to James Steed for helping with the website and audio information. And also Nate Scholes um, about uh, getting us on the right track and helping us on the podcast on Travel Advice Show. Um, So thank you so much, and uh, enjoy all your travels around the world everybody did and uh, so there really was no problem whatsoever the crew uh, is absolutely fantastic and they, they really go the extra step and extra mile to help anybody out if they need any assistance at all do you have um i i i know i think i know the answer but do you have facilities for any kind of uh, disabled uh, passenger or are not, there some disability that you would not recommend because of like um, the gangplank or something, yeah, I, I different temples and things. Yeah, I would um, not recommend if anyone has a disability where they cannot walk. Um, if they use a walker, for example, or um, um, one of the uh, the scooters, I, I would, this is definitely not the cruise for them uh, because they in, just like in Europe and Southeast Asia, they don't have any ADA requirements. And you can't really go through the temples unless you take off your shoes and socks and are able to walk on your own. So because of that, uh, it would not be, um, you know, a high recommendation for anyone that has a a disability. Now, if you have a little bit of problem walking, that should not be an issue. Um, But if you use a walker, then this is definitely not the place for uh, you to consider. Yeah, and mm-hmm. on the river, you know, uh, is it hard to – have you heard of anybody, like, having a hard time sleeping too much on the river? What, what, is there, like, any like pretty heavy currents or rapids kind of thing, or is it pretty controlled pretty good there? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, great question, uh, yeah. Chris. It's so yeah. easy. Uh, it's just like sitting in your living room watching TV. You don't really? even know you're moving. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's probably – There's just I, no I, rapids. I've never been on one it's before, smooth. yeah. Oh, nice. It's comfortable cool. and uh, just a real easy experience. Now, yeah. in fact, I, I went on with a friend of mine who um, gets seasick in a uh, seasick. He yeah. gets car sick in a car. I do too. And I do too. really it, bad sometimes. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. this person, this friend of mine, had no problem whatsoever oh, good. on the river on the Irrawaddy. And I had another friend of mine who was on uh, the Mekong with me, and uh, neither one of them had any difficulty whatsoever because. It's calm, uh, no rapids. Uh, you hardly even feel any movement at all. That's great. It. That's great to hear. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Well, let's talk about one thing because we'll mention it when we get to the Macon uh, on the liquor. Um, yes. If they want to have liquor, what is the policy of liquor on board your ship on the air? Uh, well, in in Myanmar, um, again, champagne. Uh, premium French wines, beers are, are included for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But one thing I, I didn't mention, and I will, we have a happy hour, and the happy hour is from like 6 to 7 before the evening lectures start or before the, 
as the, the lectures are going on. And uh, the happy hour uh, drinks are included as well. Um, but if you want a, a gin and tonic in the afternoon, or if you want a wine in the afternoon, then that would not be included. Okay. And do you take credit cards? Uh, yes, they definitely take credit cards. In fact, the other thing not included uh, would be gratuities, and you can put all that on your credit card, which is exactly what I did when I was over there. Oh, very good. Okay, let's go over to Vietnam and Cambodia. Excellent. And I know on that program, uh, the one I took, and I know you still have it, um, we start in Vietnam, in Hanoi, and one thing that uh, you really emphasize is you have got to get a double-entry visa for Vietnam. Very important. Or they're going to dump you out in the Mekong River in Cambodia. <laughs> and that would and, not be very good. No. <laughs> yeah. And so with that exception, because yeah. uh, you've got to make sure, because I had my friend that went with me <clears throat> uh, take care of the visas, and he knew that, and he ordered through the Vietnam Embassy in D.C. a uh, single entry. Oh. Yes, and I got it, and like, we got it like two weeks before he went, and I looked very quickly because I have enough visas and got enough. And I said, you screwed it up. No. You got a single. <laughs> so I instantly called the embassy, and I said, uh, we're FedExing them back. Would you please make it a, a double entry? And um, so I had to send the check, FedEx it overnight, with a FedEx overnight to return it to make sure we got it before we left. And uh, and it came back in 48 hours. We had a double entry visa, but that's real critical on this particular cruise and tour program because you'll have problems if you don't. So that's very start. true. So um, this one is very different than any other cruise that you really have because it includes land. Yes. And so would you run through that itinerary just a bit? Absolutely. Bit? Because very it's one of the, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it definitely. Um, has to be one of the finest cruises I have ever done in my entire life, the whole program. Uh, well, I and... love going down the Amazon. I've been down much of it. In fact, from um, Iquitos to Belém all the way on a cruise. And uh, it's, uh, that ties with the Amazon for me, for the two best cruise opportunities of a river cruise in the world. I love well, both that... of them. So well, let's start is... with the arrival in Hanoi. All right. Um, first of all, let me just say, too, that... Uh... We have a brand new ship on the on the Mekong, which I'll tell you about here in just a few minutes. Okay. But yeah, so you can arrive in Hanoi, you stay at the beautiful Sofitel in downtown um, Hanoi. And the, the interesting thing about that is our cruise managers are there with you from the time you check into the hotel. In fact, they check you into the hotel. And they do all the tours in the area, including, and I'll, I'll emphasize this, the Hanoi Hilton, which is one of the tours, and it's not a Hilton. It's the no, it's former not. prisoner of war um, camp that, uh, like Senator McCain, uh, was at for many, many years until uh, the, the Vietnam War uh, ended. And uh, so we do a lot of the tours in that area. And then by motor coach, we go over to, to Halong Bay. Oh, and you're in, in Hanoi at the Sofitel for two beautiful nights. Your breakfast is included, of course, every day. And many, many restaurant options for, uh, for dinners as well. Then we go over to Halong Bay. And that's about a three-and-a-half-hour uh, motor coach trip, which is great because you get to see the countryside. And Alma, is, Alma Waterways is the only river cruise line that includes um, the um, Halong Bay and the beautiful limestone mountains as part of the, um, uh, of the tour 
pre-hotel program. And, and so when you get to Hoang Bay, um, we, we have several deluxe junks. Now, a junk is really a misnomer because it's really a yacht. It's a beautiful yacht that sails around the, the limestone uh, mountains uh, that are in this beautiful bay. And again, it's called Holong Bay. And then all your drinks on that one are actually included, um, plus all your meals too. And it's only about eight or 10 people per junk. Um, and so that's an overnight experience and it's very intimate, very, very nice. And then from there, you go back to Hanoi, you fly down to CM Reef. Oh, let's stop right there just a second. Um, oh. Because on that um, junk, um, do you still have your option of sea kayaking? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's mandatory. Yeah. Mandatory. And you go through that cave and on the other side. I mean, it's mandatory. Yeah, it, it, absolutely, it's absolutely right. mandatory. And there's an additional fee for that because not everyone thinks they want to do it until it's too late. That everyone going must do it if you know you're physically able. But I mean, it is absolutely one of the most fabulous hiking trips you can do. Uh, good point. I'm so glad you mentioned that too because I uh, uh, everyone who has done it just says it's the you absolutely have to do it. Let me ask this question: On the way between Hanoi and Halong Bay, do you still make the stop? And I don't know what it's officially called, but it's a big, massive building. Where they have all of the, not all, but many of the Vietnam, uh, Vietnamese um, arts and crafts that you watch people make things and you can buy things. Oh, yeah, it's a mandatory stop? stop. Yeah, mandatory stop, and that way you get out and stretch your legs and you get to and see all these arts and crafts, yes. And, and, and spend tons of money. The only reason my friend went on the entire trip, the only reason, and he wanted to go sit, of course, but the only reason that cinched it is he wanted to buy some snake wine in Vietnam. Oh. Did you see any of that by any chance? No. Most people don't most people don't want to do it. But I mean we I mean, you all met us at the airport there in Hanoi and he said, Right there, we hadn't even gotten to the bus. Uh, I want to buy some snake wine. And what this snake wine is, it's rice wine. And it has a cobra inside this bottle and it's hooded. And in its mouth is a scorpion. And then they fill it all up. I mean, it's a, like a hooded real with a live snake that's dead. And um, and it's filled with rice wine, and you drink it. And uh, the guy said, oh, wait, we'll stop at this place on the way to Halong Bay. And they must have had 500 bottles ranging from, I don't know, maybe a, a large pint, more than a pint, but something like that, up to probably 30 gallons. Uh, 20 gallons, a huge bottle of this massive cobra. And to my friend just went wild, and he bought two bottles. So that's the only thing he bought in the whole trip, and the um, only reason he went. But it, that's a wonderful stop. I mean, oh, I great, see. Yeah, great, great place stuff. to watch. And you watch them weave, you watch them do everything. Yes. And, you buy and, and I think a, a stop like that just gives you such an appreciation for all the hard work that these people do, too. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, and the cultural, like the artistic, yeah, that's great. And, of okay. course, you can yeah. obviously buy a few things there, too, which is, uh, yeah. you know, one of the reasons why we stop, which I think is so important to do. And yeah, oh, we bought yeah. two bottles of uh, rice snake wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a... Doesn't sound that appealing to me, but nevertheless. Well, it wasn't, well and you know what? The audacity of that place. Um, he bought that wine, and his 
buying it, and the woman checking him out and taking his money said, do you want to sample it? And they actually have a bottle there, and they give you a cup of it, and he drank it. Oh, I almost died right there on the spot. I'm terrified <laughs> of snakes. But um, so anyway, we head back to Hanoi, and then what happens? Uh, back to Hanoi, and then we fly down to Siem Reap, Cambodia. So this is your entry into Cambodia. Simple. And uh, just like you were talking about the visas a few minutes ago for Vietnam, uh, you can actually do a Cambodian visa, which you need online, or you can go through the um, uh, the uh, uh, Cambodian embassy in D.C., or uh, you can um, uh, get it on the spot. I wouldn't. I, I almost don't recommend getting it on the spot, just because. There's a big line, especially if a bunch right. of flights land at the same time. Right. And that way you can skip that line and go right through customs and then pick up your bag and go to the, uh, uh, to the, uh, to the hotel. So just my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And then in Siem Reap, we stay at the beautiful Sofitel Hotel, which, by the way, has the largest pool, uh, swimming pool, anywhere in Cambodia. And the grounds are stunning, just stunning. Beautiful hotel. Uh, great breakfast. Uh, the breakfast there have, uh, has everything from um, Japanese food, Asian food, to, of course, an omelet station. And uh, the evening dinners are, are also very, very tasty as well. But the important thing there is, is that you have all the, the you're, you're there for three nights and you have all the tours of Angkor Wat, Angkor Tom, Ta Prom and uh, another, um, another uh, a temple site as well. These areas are so special and so beautiful and so historic um, that you could spend all day, and you spend all three days touring the area. Plus, you also go to downtown Siem Reap, too, um, and you can easily, easily do that. And I'll tell you more about that in a second because I did it several nights. But um, the, the temple areas are, are led by these amazing guides that you have in Cambodia that are also with you on board the ship. And th- these gentlemen um, are, are, know the history. They know everything about the area. They know everything about the, the temples and the, from Hinduism to Buddhism to um, how, how even Siem Reap got its name, which is so interesting anyway. And, and then from there, um, you um, well in the evenings you you can take a, a, a tuk tuk down to Pub Street and you can have a, there's they have night markets there they have many many restaurants and so there's a lot of things to see and do there so Siem Reap is is one of my favorite villages and towns uh, in, in the entire Southeast Asia I just really love Siem Reap. Well, there's then, a couple of things. Oh, can I mention just a, a couple of things? Um, as you say, your guides are phenomenal. And uh, two of the ladies on our tour wanted to have a massage. And so he lined up. And so my friend and I went with him for the experience. And there's a uh, school, the massage therapy school, I guess it is. And uh, he lined us up there because he said it would help the economy, etc. And um, they do very different types of massages over there. So after dinner, we went over there uh, one of the nights. And uh, well worth it. And dirt cheap. Dirt, cheap, I think is $5. And another thing that we did, uh, on the day that, the afternoon that we had, I don't want to say free, because it wasn't quite free, but uh, we got back early, and I knew this ahead of time. I booked us a helicopter, a helicopter tour that flew over the temples. Wow. Yeah. And um, 
And when we booked it, I chartered it with two people because we had to go to a certain time to match yours. And um, two other people heard about us going, and they said, can we go? And I said, sure, come on. And so we flew over the temples for about 45 minutes. And that is a fabulous experience. And I recommend that if anybody goes there and they check with you all to check the schedule, and if you get a chance to do the helicopter, um, get that reserved, and it's well worth every penny. And also, it's interesting, you know, you say you walk around uh, uh, Phnom Penh. My friend is a doctor that went with me, and uh, we toured the hospital there. Oh. He said, I want to see your hospital. Um, we didn't take the guide, uh, but he he dropped us off. Um, they arranged a hotel, a car from, from the hotel to take us, and um, and spoke to them in Cambodian, make sure we got who we wanted, and he waited for us. And uh, so we went in and toured it, and it was unbelievable, uh, the the condition of that hospital. We even, they allowed us to walk right in there into the operating room when somebody oh, was being wow. operated on. Oh, wow. And uh, they don't really have any nurses. All the family are there to feed the, and change bandages and do all that kind of thing. It's, uh, I mean, my friend, um, and all over the world, he and I, since my wife died, we, he travels with me now because his wife doesn't travel. And um, we tour hospitals all over the world. And this was one of the most primitive, primitive in a major international city. It is fabulous to watch and experience. So those are the two little side trips that you might fit in in uh, Phnom Penh. Uh, but we checked with your tour company, your tour uh, tour um, office, and then we booked it and said, now this is what we want to do. When can we fit it in? And so they told us, and we fit those things in. Oh, also, also, and I don't want to interrupt you because uh, Phnom Penh. Um, my friend loves to dance. He loves the disco thing. And I do too. And so they, uh, there's a fabulous disco there. Uh, I mean, very modern inside. And um, we were two single guys. I mean, I was widowed and he was married. But two guys, and they have girls there. Um, that you just, all you do is buy them a drink and you dance with them and tip them at the end. But a uh, wonderful, wonderful place. Um, so you can do that at night. We did that like 11 o'clock at night. So the, these people in Cambodia uh, are not like people. I mean, it's available if you know where. Uh, well, our hotel told us where to go, the concierge, and arranged the car again. And off we went. They gave us the card, and we were ready to come home about 1:30 in the morning. Uh, the disco called, and the car came, and we went back to the hotel. Okay, let's continue. Well, I missed awesome. that. Darn! Next time, I, uh, next time I go through, I'm definitely going <laughs> well, go to go to that. You need to call disco. me, and you yeah, need to call me. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <Get the> inside, <laughs> because I like to do the weird stuff. Yeah, I like well, to do know, the and normal. That, yeah. And that's but, what makes traveling so much fun and interesting. It does, doing yeah, something it does. a little bit out of the ordinary. The helicopter yeah. ride, which is a great trip. Yeah. And then having a, you know a doctor with you and going to a hospital, which. Yeah. I mean, normally no one, you know, would, if you're traveling throughout the U.S., unless you're a doctor, you probably wouldn't go to a hospital. Oh, I know it. Right. Or, yeah, or even a disco. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what makes it so much fun. It's so interesting and so valuable. Yeah. So, yep. anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to say, too, is then you board, well, right now, we're, we're boarding motor coaches. And then going down Tonle Sap Lake, or not on the lake, but of course the roads on the side of the lake, through all these beautiful small villages, and then into um, uh, into one of the, uh, the the towns where we can board the brand new ship. 
and uh, our ship is absolutely stunning, and it's called the Amadara. And I believe that the that we got the name because the Dara is some sort of a flower in Vietnam or Cambodia. I'm not sure which, but anyway, beautiful small ship, uh, only 62 cabins, and the smallest cabin, and this is amazing. The smallest cabin is 251 square feet. Wow. So they're and and they range from 251 up to 500 square feet for the the suites. So the largest cabins or staterooms on the Mekong River. And uh, that's another thing that really sets Ama apart, besides the food, the great service, and the evening entertainment, and that's the size of the cabins. Plus, on our ships, just like on, in, in Myanmar, just like in Burma, we have interior hallways. And what that means is when you step out of your cabin, you're in an air-conditioned hallway. Uh, on some of the comp- uh, competitors that we have, when you step out of your cabin, you're in an outside walkway exposed to the elements, meaning 90, five degrees heat. What was that? Humidity. Yeah, humidity. Oh, and humidity. Absolutely. <laughs> A lot of humidity, yeah. Oh. yeah and so not only are the cabins um, um, air-conditioned, but the hallways are too. Oh. So it's always going to be a very nice, cool experience, and you're not going to be uh, uncomfortable um, like you would be on, on, on some of the other uh, competitors. The other thing, too, Jerry, just like we, we and Chris, just like we mentioned on the Myanmar, a uh, little bit different on the Amadara, and that is all the beverages are included throughout the entire day. Oh. So if you wanted a beer, if you wanted a soda pop, uh, gin and tonic, everything is included with, with the local brand, oh, nice. uh, not with the premium brands, but with all the local brands. So everything oh, is great. included. And the wines we have on board from, are from Australia and uh, South America, for lunch and dinner. Oh. And uh, in fact, the, the funny thing was, we used to have Vietnamese wines, mm-hmm. and Vietnam is not noted for their wines. Right. And mm-hmm. so we had complaints, and so we eliminated the, uh, the local wine and, and imported the really nice wines for our guests on board. Nice. So one of the highlights, one of the sad and tragic highlights, was um, the killing fields in Phnom Penh. Right. And I'm sure you saw those, Jerry, when you were there. Oh, yes. And the, yeah. to, to me, the interesting part about it was our guides, because they were in their late 30s, early 40s, their families, including them, lived through the, the horrible uh, conditions and horrible um, uh, events of the uh, Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge communist uh, regime. And, um, and, and, you know, they told us their stories. And once you go to the killing fields, which certainly is not a pleasant thing, but I would encourage everyone you to, have do to do it. it. Be, you have you to do it. You must do it. You have to because do it. It's horrible. You'll be sick for a week, but it's one, uh, you have to do it. You have to, because, you know, well, what's the saying that if, if you don't know the history, you're going to repeat it? And so this right. way, once you see it, you will definitely try to do everything you can to make sure nothing like that ever happens again. Right. And so you see the killing folks. And it's not just in Phnom Penh, by the way. It's all over Cambodia, right? Um, where they where they had the killing fields. I mean, I just thought it was in one area, but no. I mean, it, it was everywhere in Cambodia. And um, you very, need very to mention sad, how very big sad. this killing field is. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's not like Arlington Cemetery. I mean, this is huge. Uh, absolutely. And it's absolutely. Wow. Um, and then from there, you go to back to downtown Phnom Penh, and you go to uh, one of the prisons. Um, that uh, they, they kept uh, uh, political prisoners there as well. And then you have plenty of time to shop, um, so there's so many goods that you can uh, buy over there. And one recommendation that I would make is that 
take um, a lot of U.S. small dollar bills, yes. but make sure they're very crisp. Yes, with no writing on them. You get them right from the bank. And, Absolutely, uh, right from and the bank. And make sure they get them right from the um, the mint. I mean, they've got to be yes. they've got to be good, clean, very. You you're right. They've got to be new bills. Yes. Really and quite that way you, you can bargain with the locals, and uh, a lot of our people bought all sorts of stuff. And, and you know, I bought a few things, too, of course, but uh, um, it's it's just a great place to, to shop. And, you know, the other part, when you go to these small villages on, on the ship, absolutely f- fascinating because the little kids come up to you, they talk to you in English, they want to take you to their family uh, shops. And, and picture this, picture a, a hut that's on stilts, and underneath the, the hut is is a, um, a a mini little factory, and it, it's just a cottage. Basically, it's called a cottage factory, I think. And uh, you, you have uh, the the mom and the dad and the sisters. They're they're all making all these um, garments, and they're making shirts, and they're making t-shirts, and they're making silk ties and and cloth um, tablecloths, and and uh, and you can buy them right from where they make them. And the kids, they, they come up to you, and they're so cute. I mean, you want to take them home with you, but I don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> and, and so they, they, they talk to you in English, and they want you to, to visit, and you get your tour of the area, and then you can go back and, and do the shopping. So there's always plenty of time for shopping. And, and that, to me, is one of the, the fun things, is to, to talk with these people, to negotiate a little bit, and really to get the, the really great, great deals over there, too. And then you sail into um, Vietnam. You get a whole new set of, of uh, local guides. Oh, and now you need to uh, you need to explain uh, crossing the border. Um, actually, when we crossed the border, it was very very easy. Uh, we yeah. were only there for about an hour, and um, you know you're still on on the beautiful small ship, and um, they they take all your passports. They check make sure you have the, the proper visa, the time, the entry entry detail and um then the guides come back and you just sail right in you get a whole new set of guides and um, so i mean that's our experience what was yours um very similar we crossed the border well okay at dinner time they collected well they told everybody that if we still had our passports to give it to the captain because it occurred about midnight and we the, the boat just stopped in the middle of the river, and we heard a boat, a motorboat, come up, and you could hear it dock on, on the boat. And then um, about half an hour later, um, another boat docked, and that was the Vietnamese. So the Cambodians came on, stamped our passport. The Vietnamese then came on and stamped our passport to get into Vietnam. And this all at, like at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. So we had no idea... Most people were asleep. We were at the bar, and uh, <laughs> so we watched it over, watched it over the side of the boat. But uh, oh, interesting, because when we went through, it was around I don't know one or two o'clock in the afternoon. I know it was oh, right after more lunch. Fun, I think to watch all this happen. Oh, yeah. yeah, and so you could see everything taking place, and so it was really fun, very interesting. Oh. And then our new guides came on board, and they were fantastic. And you really get to to bond. With your guides in Cambodia and also with Vietnam, wouldn't you agree? Yes. With your guides, yeah. Oh, I let me. I want to mention about the guides. Uh, Amawadwe's guides are phenomenal. 
absolutely phenomenal. They have the patience of Job, the knowledge of an encyclopedia, and um, they really make you feel wanted. Most guys make you feel wanted, but these people actually feel like they actually love you as a great friend, without being oh, yeah. gushy or with you know without being pushy. Very but they true. make sure that everything is done. It's like flying first class on Singapore Airlines. <clears throat> they anticipate what you need, and it's done. I was uh, in my friend and the two friends of other friends that went with me. There are four of us, um, two women and two guys, and uh, all of us commented practically independently of the service and the friendliness of those guys and the sincere concern to make certain that everybody had a wonderful time without being pushy or, you know, being obnoxious and in your way and all the time, can I help you, can I help you? They don't say that. They just know what you need and they do it. And that's one of the very few cruise ships or boats, river boats, I've ever been on that had that kind of service. And I was most impressed. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I thought the people on board were great. Um, and, um, I mean, the whole experience was just something that uh, you're just never, ever going to forget. Because and you, because of that, it really makes you want to go back and tell other people oh, yes. how great it is, too, I think. Yes, uh, one of the women... Uh, we've been back several, a couple of years, and uh, one of the women, women is still telling everybody as though she just got off last week. <laughs> and uh, I mean, because she, she traveled fairly extensively, and she agreed with me she'd never been on a cruise or a riverboat that was so interesting, uh, laid back, very casual, but yet very professional. In fact, speaking of casual, you just brought up a very good point, Jerry, and that is the, the dress. Um, there's there's no formal nights, there's no ties. It's just very very casual. I mean, for for breakfast and lunch, I wore shorts. Uh, for dinner, I had uh, long pants and uh, and uh, a polo shirt. So it was very comfortable, very casual, and um, and everyone was was really in, in the same dress code basically. So it's it's a very um, I wouldn't even say business casual. It's just a very no. country club casual, I would think. Right. It's just a, you make sure you don't have the holes in the jeans and the T-shirt, and you're about right. And, and you're 100% right. I wouldn't recommend jeans. Although some of those jeans are $200 a pair now, but I still wouldn't recommend it. Oh, no. It's too hot. It's too hot. There. Oh, too, uh, absolutely. Way too hot. You'll be miserable wearing uh, yeah. jeans. Yeah. Miserable. Definitely no jeans there. I completely agree. Um, oh, well, and one thing I wanted to mention about the food too, similar in uh, in uh, in Myanmar, and that is for breakfast, there is the incredible buffet. There is a fruit a fruit area, um, mm -hmm. local fruits, which again are just truly amazing. And then you have a Vietnamese pho station, uh, which serves local soups, um, local ingredients, and and then you can order off the menu and as I said, get eggs Benedict every day if you want it for breakfast. For lunch. Same thing, and for dinner, there's always that vegetarian entree. Uh, has a little bit of a French um, accent for the for the other meals, and so the the the, the foods are are incredible. They're all from local ingredients, and uh, it ju it just makes um, just the whole experience from the guides to the food to the evening entertainment uh, just something that is memorable, and uh, uh, you'll just absolutely never forget it, and just be happy to tell everybody about how great it is. Can I ask also, um, in Phnom Penh, do you still have the, uh, like, three or four hours on your own to wander? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's when I was mentioning that you have plenty of time for shopping, 
after going to the um, uh, to the uh, pal, you know, the King's Palace, um, right. which is absolutely stunning, by the way. Isn't it? Beautiful, beautiful, stunning area, and uh, you have plenty of time to go shopping. And they tell you, and they they say, okay, if you want to walk back, you can. And I walk back to the ship. Yeah, we did too. But, and because it's a fascinating walk to go through these oh. these streets and just see everything and how how life goes on for these wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah. Um, and or you can you know they'll tell you the bus will leave at a certain time and go back to the ship. Well, to me it was more fun to walk back because oh, yeah. I just wanted to see everything. We even got lost once. It made it more exciting. But, and, and, you know, speak, speaking of getting lost, we also provide maps of yes. Phnom Penh. And so that way you do have a map, and uh, it's, it's you know, relatively easy to, to find your way back. But, you know, as you're exploring, anything can happen, as you well know. Uh, well, we um, used the map. We had to show a uh, person, from, a resident of Phnom Penh, the map, because we, we like to really wander. We we don't stay on the four lane road, and um, they had to point. Oh, go here, and so we made it back in ample time. But that was one of the exciting things. One of the things, and I cannot Blini, I can't remember the name. And I even lived in the Philippines. Over there, um, they take these eggs and they bury them until they're kind of rotten, and then they uh, open them up and then they slip out the chicken and all that, and these little. Well, the teenage girls, like maybe 13, playing a game, and they were eating those on the sidewalk on part of the, we were lost. And um, they offered them to us, and I wouldn't eat them because I, I don't want to eat a whole chicken, a baby chicken still in the egg with the feathers and stuff. And you just well, you know, it down. You know, <laughs> fact, we, we saw those um, in many, many of the, the markets. And that's yeah. just, again one of the fun parts about going to this area is that you see things you don't see when you go to the Safeway store right. or Albertson. Right. right. And right. and that's really what makes the whole cultural experience something that uh, that uh, you're going to remember for a lifetime. And and you see this, you see those thousand year old eggs, you see the the, the chicken uh, egg, uh, um, which I didn't try either. I saw them, but you also see these fried tarantulas. And oh, and uh, isn't it unbelievable what they fry over there and put oh, their bread and things. Oh, you you can't believe it! If it moves, if it moves, you know they'll fry Indeed. it and they'll, they'll eat it up. But you know that's the efficiency of oh. their of their whole culture, yes. and uh, it's just part of their cuisine that you and I you, you know don't look at it as very appetizing, but it's just part of their staple over there. So it's right. not unusual. And I loved it when the uh, guide took us to um, one of their um, markets, uh, sort of covered market that is outdoors. And it had everything from some clothing and, I mean, even live snakes that you could buy. Oh, yeah. And, and tarantulas you could buy to take home and make in your own frying or whatever you wanted to do. And, um, I mean, it's phenomenal. Uh, Vietnam and Cambodia are magnificent countries, truly. You know, a lot of people, because I do seminars all the time uh, about Europe, uh, where, where the majority of all of our ships are, and um, and people ask me all the time, if you could go back tomorrow, where would you go? And I always say Cambodia and Vietnam because it's yes. the most fascinating place I've ever been to. It's far more interesting in many ways than Europe. Yeah. Um, it's a totally different experience because, as I said, I've been on probably, I don't know, 20 river cruises in Europe. And I have been on river cruises all over the world, literally, from China to Africa, up and down. And that was... I. As I said, it's my favorite river cruise I've ever taken in my life. Was your trip on the Mekong? Yeah, because I, it's so different. 
completely agree. Completely agree. Um, one one really nice thing too about um, getting into Vietnam. Uh, one of the first stops, or maybe even the second stop, is um, uh, one of the Viet Cong tr- uh, uh, tunnel areas. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it was the Viet Cong Command Center that we went to, and it was absolutely fascinating, interesting, and amazing because uh, during the Vietnam War, um, and I, I guess that the, the Viet Cong were just so tiny little skinny guys because they would go down into these tunnels, and the openings were so small. I mean, a, a normal you know, American or Canadian would have a really hard time to getting into these places. Mm-hmm. And so we, we went all over this area, and, um, and our guide said, oh, it could be a little dangerous because it's not safe. Well, believe me, it's plenty safe, easy to do. <laughs> the, the reason why they say it's not safe is that there are no uh, handrails when you go over these little bridges, but mm-hmm. perfectly safe. If anyone is going to do this after, you know, listening to us, um, go, no matter what. In fact, it, it, three of the, the uh, we had some uh, older gentlemen on this uh, uh, cruise that I was on, too, and they had no problem uh, getting around or manipulating anything. It was very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so highly recommend that. Um, the, and then another place we went to, and I'm sure you did this too, Jerry, was in Kai Bay, the candy-making right. workshop, um, right. how they made uh, candy out of the... Um, um, the coconut. Yes. Uh, and it was oh, so delicious. I know it. That's why I gained 11 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> really? In that area? <laughs> oh, I ate everything and, well, not the fried. A lot of desserts insects, and stuff? But um, ate, ate junk all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's and then we end up in um, Saigon or Ho Chi Minh City, which is what it's called now. It's about an hour and a half transfer, depending on traffic, it could be up to two hours. And we stay at the beautiful Sofitel in. Um, in uh, Ho Chi Minh City, and oh, uh, tours of the area are given too, and then you can do some many many optional tours as well. But Ho Chi Minh City is fascinating. There are so many markets to go to, um, and okay, I hate to tell you this, but we ate it at the Burger King there one one oh, afternoon. Isn't that a, an experience? <laughs> yeah. Well, if we just yeah. we had to do it because it was there. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I've eaten there, but not that trip. But I ate there. The trip before, but yeah. oh yeah, and they also have a Hard Rock Cafe not far from the hotel. Oh, well, right. I was just going to tell you that's where we had dinner. Oh, I'm sorry. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, they they have all the amenities of of any place in the world. Yeah. And yeah. and um, but you still have that culture. And and the funniest thing, or funniest and really amazing uh, experience, is just crossing the streets because, well, what do they have like like two or three million people, and they have like oh yes two million motor scooters. And when you cross the but street, you know, you but Hanoi is worse. Well, yes. Oh, yeah. Hanoi is unbelievable. If you live through Hanoi, walking through those streets, you are you deserve a purple cross. <laughs> and that's just about <laughs> what happens too. But yeah. but that was uh-huh. one of the fun experiences, just walking yeah. across the, the crosswalks, and and they won't they won't hit you because they don't want to hit you, but they'll just zip right by you, and it's just a. Uh, a fun experience as I, as I keep Well, our guy really taught is. us something that was we learned because we like to walk and wander. Um, as you start going out into the street, because as you say, they don't appear to, go to, to, to stop for you. You put out, let's say you're crossing the street with the traffic coming to your right, from the right. You put out your right hand and you just sort of uh, just move it from left to right, sort of pointing toward the traffic, and you just start walking. You just go out in front of these people. And when he said, come on, let's go, 
uh, I thought, I'm not going to go. I'm already getting a helicopter to get over this. And we crossed this, like, four-lane street, and these hundreds of motorcycles, uh, motor scooters. And he just raised his hand, and we just all followed him. He said, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Yes. And um, so we just kept going, and we all waved our hands, and we made it across the line. And then we tried it ourselves several times later on, and it works. Yeah. It, it's just, just and you, you get all these little tips from your guides, who, again, are more than more than helpful. Oh, yeah. So that'll you know, kind of give you an idea, but I, I you know, before, um, before we end this, it's really been fun talking about this whole area. I just wanted to give you a brief background on AMA, if that's okay. Can sure, I? Oh, perfect. Sure. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to, yeah, yeah. That's um, first of all, AMA has been around since 2002. We're American-owned. We're, it's a family-owned company, and they really care about the guests. They care about what the guests say. They, they, they listen to the guests. Uh, we want to do anything and everything to make the guest happy and make sure the guest comes back. Um, uh, we can do any sort of uh, thing that the guest wants to do. Um, so it, it's just very, very guest-oriented. We listen to our travel agents. And uh, anyway, so we've been around since 2002. And um, we're, again, American-owned. We own our ships in Europe. Uh, we partially own our ships in Southeast Asia uh, or lease them. And... Um, uh, just a great company to be a part of, and I'm so pleased and proud that uh, that I work for. Uh, you know, part of the, in mm-hmm. fact, they consider consider um, employees family members, oh, and I really nice. feel that uh, it's just part of a great family uh, working with Alma Waterways. So, and and we treat our guests the same way, and it's just so Amen. so um, comforting, great. nice, easy, and uh, you just want to do anything and every everything you can to. Just tell everybody about AMA. I mean, this is what I'm saying that I like to do because yeah. it's such a great organization. So, yeah. Would you please that, tell everybody, Andy, how they can contact AMA and you? Um, well, actually, the best thing to do is to contact your travel agent because okay. uh, we want everyone to go through their travel agent. Um, okay. The travel agents have the experience, the knowledge. They know how to book AMA. They know how to arrange air um, with us transfers, pre-hotel programs, which they can all do through AMA, make it very seamless. Um, so highly recommend going to your local agency and, uh, and letting them take care of everything. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and you can use their experience and, um, and expertise on, on getting you know, the, the best river, the best time frame, and highly recommend local, local travel agents, please. Fantastic. Uh, you can always go online. And, and look at our website, too, and that's just uh, very easy, www.amawaterways.com. Now, Make would you spell sure AMA to... for us? Uh, oh, yes, real easy. A-M-A, waterways, one word. So A-M-A-W-A-T-E-R-W-A-Y-S.com. But make sure you go to the official site because there's so many um, other little right. sites that say AMA Waterways, but it's not the official site, so please look for the official right. site. And make sure, and it's way down below all of that uh, other junk. That's very and true. So way down. Uh, in fact, I looked one time at the, at the bottom of the first page, and if you want that, <laughs> amawaterways.com. Yeah, that's way right. down there. Yes. Well, yeah. Andy, it was it was great, man. I'm really excited. I I'm I'm just dreaming about trying to go there someday. But I'd like to to do that tour. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, we thank you very much, Andy, yeah. and uh, appreciate very much you being our guest. Well, my pleasure, and uh, look forward to talking with you again. And uh, okay. I hope your guests uh, really think about going to Southeast Asia uh, on 
Alma Waterways. And thank you guys for arranging all this. Really appreciate it. Our pleasure.